Hello, I'm Chloe, and welcome to 50% Cancer. I started this podcast because I've had thyroid cancer nearly half of my life. I'm 23, and 2020 is my 11th year of fighting metastatic papillary thyroid cancer. Recently, I've been embracing my cancer diagnosis as a way to bring more attention and representation to this community, which only keeps growing and growing. Through this podcast, I want to be able to give other thyroid cancer survivors and fighters some comfort knowing they are not alone. I also think it's important to continue raising awareness for thyroid cancer so others can understand how important your thyroid is. In this first episode, I wanted to tell a bit of my own cancer story and why the heck I am here talking to you. This episode will be pretty focused on my own story and how I found myself doing work for thyroid cancer awareness, but that's not how every episode will be. I'm hoping to not just talk about thyroid cancer, but also the amazing things thyroid cancer survivors and fighters are doing. I have been through a total thyroidectomy and radical neck dissection, some PEIs, which stands for percutaneous ethanol injection, a second surgery for my lymph nodes, and multiple rounds of RAI, which stands for radioactive iodine. It seems that my cancer story never wants to end. In 2009, I had my total thyroidectomy and neck dissection to remove 41 lymph nodes. 13 out of those 41 removed were positive for cancer. During this time, I was just finishing up my 6th grade year before moving up to junior high. From the start, I sort of ignored the C word, cancer. I was already different from my peers. Boys didn't really like me, I wasn't super popular, and I was overweight. I didn't want any more reasons to be different from everyone else. I grew up in a small town and subsequently small schools, so everyone knew each other really well. This was nice because it was like we were this big weird family, but it was bad because once you had a reputation or were categorized as something, you couldn't really shake that perception. Like I said, I ignored my diagnosis so that they didn't have another reason to bully me. A few months after my surgery, I had an uptake dose of radioactive iodine. Unfortunately, I still had spots in my neck that were taking up the iodine. So, I got a dose of 70 millicuries to treat the thyroid tissue and cells that were still in my neck, which were not supposed to be there. However, this didn't seem to do the trick, and a year later I had my ablations done. Basically, I had alcohol injected into certain nodes that were still there to burn them up. I had this repeated 10 days later. This had a huge toll on me. I absolutely hate being put under anesthesia, and while this procedure was so much easier than a surgery, it really weighed on me. I was home the same day and essentially fine when I left the hospital, but being put under and getting an IV each time made me anxious and upset with lots of tears. I'm still to this day a huge baby when it comes to IVs and needles. A few years go by of monitoring and doing blood work every few weeks and getting ultrasounds, and things seemed okay. I got into a normal groove with appointments and school and playing on the tennis team. I was navigating being a teenager and growing up. However, my thyroid level started getting a bit wonky again, so I had another uptake of radioactive iodine to see what was going on. And surprise, it was cancer again! I was really devastated. I had an uptake scan done in May of that year and spent my whole summer terrified and just feeling so down. This was the summer before 11th grade, so I think I was 15 or 16. I actually researched how I could take my parents to court so that I could refuse treatment. (laughs) I think the hardest part was that I knew I wouldn't die if I didn't get the surgery, so I thought, can we just wait? But it was out of my hands and I just, I wasn't ready. The surgery was different. I had the most overwhelming, terrible feeling that I was going to die. Like the biggest gut feeling that that was going to be the outcome and that that was the only outcome. This was also the point in my life where I think I really started feeling down and depressed. I realized I was quote-unquote sad more often than my friends or peers, and I was pretty lonely and really anxious. 
I was super introverted, although I loved my friends. I just feel really awful for the toll that I placed on my mom during this surgery. We stayed in a hotel the night before so that we didn't have to drive up from where we lived. I'm anxious just writing this out and speaking it, remembering it all. I decided I wanted my last meal to be at Olive Garden, and my grandma had given me this cute stuffed frog that I named Lily that accompanied me. Lily and I ate dessert in bed back in the hotel room, and I remember crying in the shower thinking this was my last night on earth. I got into a screaming match with my mom and told her how I wanted my funeral to be and that I was going to die. There was no comforting me. I was determined I would not wake up after my surgery and that I was just going to bleed out on the table or something. At this point in my life, I felt like I hadn't done anything. I'd never had a boyfriend, held hands with someone, kissed a boy. All things which I know are kind of like in the same category and might, you might think are dumb or overrated. But at the time, they were so meaningful to me. I had watched most of my friends get boyfriends and get to do those things, and I wanted that experience too. Being a mom and getting married have always been really important to me, so things like having a boyfriend have always meant a lot to me. I saw my life flash before my eyes. No going to college, no wedding day, etc. I was a wreck. Well, <laughs> I lived, <laughs> uh, but it was rough. I was crying the whole time before the procedure, and everyone kept giving me the most pitiful looks that I cannot unburn out of my memory. I hated it. I didn't want sympathy, I just wanted an escape. So, I had a few more nodes removed, and some were cancer, some weren't. Some of that had something called extracapsular extension, which meant there was spreading of tumor cells outside of the lymph node. I now have a second scar, which is longer than my surgeon told me it would be, so I was pretty upset at the time. Even though now I'm totally fine with both of my scars, I was not a happy camper when I woke up. From this point, even though my cancer health stayed pretty stable and I did my routine blood work and scans and all stayed fine for a while, my mental health sucked. Like, capital S, sucked. Like, crying in the bathroom, thinking about self-harm, and just hating myself. I didn't like myself, so how was I supposed to love myself? I honestly thought that if I found somebody else to love me, I wouldn't have to love myself. And, if you haven't learned that lesson yet, it's not really how it works. Uh, but anyway, my depression got super bad. I've never been officially diagnosed with anything, but I just know I had depression during this time. Regardless, I graduated high school and went off to college where I grew more and more lonely. I missed my friends and I missed my dog. Fast forward to the end of 2017. I'm halfway through college. Ah. I'm feeling tired, but also in the best shape I've been. Thanks, college tennis team. I can't remember exactly why. I think my levels were off again. And so we explored some other options of recurrence with a chest x-ray. Two nodules were found in my chest, but we weren't sure what they were yet. I think I had a dosage change in my levothyroxine, and then in the start of 2018, I had another uptake of RAI, radioactive iodine. I think things looked okay enough, and they suggested to get a repeat scan in six months. Well, life kind of happened, and I got busy and traveled a lot, and then I started my summer in Paris, which was wonderful, but then I got back and I was really lonely. Summer sucked. It was my first summer without my friends all in the same town as me, and I spent it in my apartment alone. All of my friends were in different places for the first time. We didn't spend the summer back in our hometown, and I mostly hung out with my professor that I did summer research with, which was fine by me because we're actually good friends. But then I was requested by my doctor, who is still in pediatric endocrinology, to do a repeat chest scan and blood work. I scheduled the blood work, but put off my scan. Now here's where I get really fed up with doctors. I had never really liked my pediatric endocrinologist. Um, whenever I got upset, she would always just ask why and why I was crying. But to me, isn't it obvious that telling a teenager that they've got cancer again would make them upset? 
I got anxious even just being back on that floor, thinking they would tell me the worst possible outcome. I felt like I needed to prepare myself for the worst, and then if I got good news, it would be a happy surprise. Anyway, I sent this big, long message to my doctor because Mayo Clinic has an online patient portal where you can message your doctor and see your test results and so on. So I described how I was so tired. Literally, over the summer, I would wake up, spend an hour or so showering and getting ready for the day, and then be completely drained. I had every intention to head to a coffee shop each day to do my research work, but I'd end up laying on the couch by 10 a.m. each day. I knew something was up. Whether it was my thyroid levels or just being down, I'll never know. Probably a mixture of the two. I had other symptoms and also mentioned how I was feeling more down than usual. I've always been terrified to mention being depressed to any medical professional. I had a really unrealistic expectation that if I'd, like, get locked up or something, even though that doesn't even make sense, and I hope that if you're having a hard time with that, like, you know that is not the case at all, they can be really helpful. But so apparently, the doctor that had ordered my tests, she was on, quote, extended leave, and so some other doctor answered. To my big long message, she replied that my TSH was fine, so I was fine. Literally what you see, like, thyroid cancer memes about. I was so mad. Sure, I was glad that my TSH was fine, but what about all my other symptoms? No other ideas or suggestions were given to me. I didn't go back to the doctor from August to spring of the next year when I kept getting sick all the time. I literally had like a three-month sinus infection, which sucks anytime, but especially during your birthday, holidays, and senior year when you need to be productive. I also had about five different jobs during this time on and off campus. My family life also imploded, so I was just not in a good place. However, I finally found a good doctor, which is such a great feeling. She's a primary care provider in internal medicine, and she took me on, and she wrote in my chart that she would take care of me and take me on so that I got the care that I deserved. This is what I needed to just hear or read so badly at that point. My chief complaint to her was fatigue and low energy and brain fog. I literally forgot how to turn off my car one day and some pain throughout my body. She ordered a chest CT and we see that the nodules identified before haven't grown, but now there are innumerable nodules in my lungs. Too many to count. I checked that result during work one day and immediately lost it. I had to go home from work that day early. <laughs> However, this didn't mean that they were cancer and I just kind of freaked out thinking the absolute worst. So she sent me to endocrinology at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester where I see a new doctor. She's nice, uh, but treats me like I'm an order at a fast food restaurant and gets me out the door as soon as possible. It cost over $700 for 10 minutes of her time. Ouch, right? Anyway, after I graduate college with Latin honors, thank you, and start a full-time job, I do the low iodine diet and get my uptake scan. And there's uptake in my neck, again, but not in my lungs. So that part is still a mystery. But back to the uptake in my neck. So we immediately treat it with radioactive iodine again. I get my highest dose at 74.56 millicuries, which still seems low to compare to what some other survivors get. Um, I get a scan a week later and it all looks good. However, we had bumped up my levothyroxine dose right after the ra radioactive iodine, so I became too hyperthyroid. I had heart palpitations and all, which are terrifying. So then we lowered my dose by two levels, and then my TSH just got a tiny bit out of range. So, another dosage change and another trip to the pharmacy. Since then, my doctor and I have been adjusting my doses more and more and doing more blood work. Currently, my TSH is in a great spot, and I recently switched from Synthroid rather than Levothyroxine. If you don't know, Synthroid is like the name brand, and Levothyroxine is like the generic brand of replacement thyroid hormones. My lung nodules haven't grown from last year, so I'll have one more scan next year to check for growth before I'm in the clear. 
Um, and I'm currently kind of struggling with my weight, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Well, that brings us up to the current day. If you listened through all of that, bless you, <laughs> that was 11 years of my life, nearly half of my life, so I apologize if that got long. If you're new to your cancer journey, please know that I'm definitely not the typical case of thyroid cancer. I actually have multiple other survivors in my workplace, and one of them has been a survivor for 27 years without recurrence. There is so much variability in thyroid cancer cases, and even just within one type of thyroid cancer. I hope my story was educational and also a little validating for you on the emotional side of things. I definitely feel like it's been quite the roller coaster through all these years. If I could describe my journey in just one word, that would be it. I would really like to know how you would describe your thyroid cancer journey in just one or a few words. So please let me know on my Instagram account at 50%cancer, 50 spelled out, or at thycan underscore survivors, which is the thyroid cancer community that I started and run. Um, And yeah, you can find me on there in the meantime. Otherwise, next episode, we will talk about adjusting to life after diagnosis. Bye!